the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, January the 4th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On January 4th, 2007, Nancy Pelosi was elected the first female Speaker of the House. Democrats were taking control of Congress today in 2007. Today, in 1935, President Franklin D. Roosevelt, in his State of the Union address, he called for legislation to provide assistance for the jobless, elderly, impoverished children, and the disabled. Today, in 1965, President Lyndon B. Johnson delivered his State of the Union address. In that address, he outlined the goals of his, what he called, Great Society. It has been anything but great. That was the moment that America turned its back on freedom, began building the most corrupt, destructive welfare system the world has ever seen. It created a culture of dependence on government rather than on God, discipline, and hard work. It created a vehicle for corrupt politicians to enrich themselves and expand their political power. And we're living with the consequences of that so-called great society even today. Today, in 1974, President Richard Nixon refused to hand over the tape recordings and documents subpoenaed by the Senate Watergate Committee. Today, in 1999, Europe's new currency, the euro, was launched. It immediately gained in value against the American dollar, but that wouldn't last forever. And now they're having problems with the euro. Ten years ago today, the new Congress passed a $9.7 billion bill to help pay flood insurance claims to homeowners, renters, and businesses damaged by Superstorm Sandy. And five years ago today, the Trump administration moved to vastly expand, the media says, the various sources that I look at for things that happened today, they say that he vastly was trying to vastly expand offshore drilling for the, from the Atlantic to the Arctic Oceans with a five-year plan that would open up federal waters off California for the first time in decades and possibly open new areas of oil and gas exploration along the East Coast. Now, that was meant when it was published by Associated Press this morning, that was meant to be a pejorative statement, a negative statement about Trump, of course. But... What they ignore and what we may have forgotten. Do you know how much gasoline was five years ago today on average in America? $2.67. And just a few weeks prior to today, it had been $2.42 a gallon. Politicians and their agenda have consequences. And sometimes when they're gone, enjoying the uh, the benefit of their labors as public servants, 
we're living with the consequences that they created. In this case, Trump was doing the right thing. Now we are energy dependent on the likes of Venezuela, Middle Eastern countries, Qatar, and the list goes on. Our president has been begging Venezuela to give us oil, to sell us oil. It's pathetic. The New York Times this morning, the headlines is calling this leaderless majority. Of course, they're talking about the Republicans. They said the vote for House Speaker is the kind of government procedure that happened yesterday, and it didn't happen. Um, The vote for House Speaker is the kind of government procedure that Americans often ignore. But the New York Times says, but yesterday's highly unusual votes have important implications for the future of the Republican Party and how it will govern. On their first day in the majority yesterday, House Republicans couldn't agree on who will lead them. Representative Kevin McCarthy, I thought he probably was in. I knew there were some people that didn't support him, but I did. I, I frankly, and I follow this very closely, I didn't realize how deep the resistance was to McCarthy. He's been seeking this uh, office really for years. He's been working toward it. But some members of the real conservative, the far right uh, part of the Republican Party, I wish there were more of them, but uh, some of the members at least of this far right uh, part of the party refused to back him. And uh, it was the first time in 100 years that the House of Representatives failed to elect a speaker on the first ballot. And lawmakers adjourned after three ballots. It was late last night. And, I mean, they, they all said they were exhausted emotionally and mentally. But the uh, the Democrat House leader, this Hakeem Jeffries, he's the guy that they chose to replace Nancy Pelosi as kind of the leader of the of the party. Now, they're not in the majority. The, the Republicans have a slim uh, majority in the House of Representatives now. But he's the guy that would be Speaker of the House if the Democrats had uh, the majority. And he... He was getting more votes with a Republican majority, a slim one, but a majority. He was getting more votes than McCarthy was in all three rounds of voting. And that is a little troubling. Even Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is very far right, she she was saying, man, we, we need to elect McCarthy. Because otherwise, there is the possibility that a Democrat could end up being Speaker of the House. It's very remote. I would say that, you know, from my point of view, I don't think that could happen, but it is possible. It's not an impossibility. So uh, anyway, that's what's going on in the House of Representatives. It's quite chaotic, to be honest with you. And it's kind of like the Republicans are going to have a tremendous you know, a, a, a red tsunami across the nation. Well, that didn't happen in the last election. And a lot of people are wondering why people that vote and support uh, these people across the country in the Republican Party. I'm cer- I certainly do. I support Republicans as much as possible. But, man, now this thing in the House, I, I don't know why they can't get this figured out. And I understand the frustration of the far right. I mean, I would probably be in that camp if I were in in the House of Representatives. But I I don't 
they need to work this out and they need to, to get a Republican speaker in place. And I don't know what it takes. I'm not in those meetings, but I do know that it does. It is looking chaotic. And of course, when that happens, then people, particularly like President Biden, uh, will take advantage of that. And he did this morning. I'll, I'll get to that in just a moment. But the the guys that are not voting for McCarthy, and I'm not advocating for McCarthy. I'm advocating for the for the Republicans to get their act together and take control and do what they can do. I mean, the American people gave them the majority, albeit a slim one, but the majority in the House of Representatives. And now they're messing around looking very, very uh, disorganized and very deeply split, which they are. But in a press conference last night, this uh, Hakeem Jeffries, Jeffries, he's the leader of the Democrats, um, he, he, he said that he thought they were more unified, but he said... The, the, the House of Representatives may unify around someone other than a Republican Speaker of the House. He noted that no Republicans had approached Democrats with respect to the chaos, crisis, and confusion that we saw unfold before the American people today, and that today was yesterday. <coughs> Excuse me. So what's happening is they're going to be reconvening. In fact, uh, this program originates live at 9 a.m. in the morning, as you know, and some of you listen to it a little bit delayed. Uh, but as I am speaking, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. It's nine minutes after 9. They're supposed to be reconvening right now in D.C., which is, is 12 noon Eastern time. So we'll see. Obviously, I can't talk about what they're doing because I don't know at the moment, but I do know they're reconvening now. And they're looking into uh, this whole issue, and they're going to get it fixed, I guess. And we'll see what happens. Interestingly enough, President Biden finally weighed in on the, this growing leadership crisis this morning. He wasn't saying anything yesterday. He called the situation embarrassing to the world. I, I don't agree with him much, but, I mean, they, they just need to get their act together. But uh, he made his comments this morning while he was speaking to the press. He was on his way out to a helicopter. He was departing the White House. And I'm going to talk a little bit this morning about where he's going, uh, where he was going this morning as he was walking out to his helicopter. He made these comments. But he said, uh, they asked him, they said, what do you think about the press? And it was actually, a, I think it was a guy from Fox that asked him the question. And he said, with regard to the fight over the speaker, he said, that's not my problem. This is Biden about just a couple of hours ago. He said, I just think it's embarrassing the way it has taken so long and the way that they're treating one another. Well, that that's just babble. I mean, that, he doesn't really believe that because the Democrats do the same thing. It just happens that it isn't the Democrats this time. But he said it's embarrassing. He said the way they're taking so long and the way they're treating one another as though he would care. But he said the rest of the world is looking, looking at, you know, can we get our act together? And But what I focus on is getting things done. Of course, of course, he does. I'll tell you where he was going today. President Joe Biden and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell are traveling around together. They're going to make a joint appearance in Kentucky today to highlight. I'm not kidding. McConnell is going around supporting, supporting Joe Biden and his bringing together Congress to pass his $1.64 trillion or whatever it is 
uh, amount. I have it in my notes. It's a $1.2 trillion spending spree. So here's, here's McConnell out there with Biden today, and they're talking about this wonderful thing that the Democrats have done. That's part of the problem with the Republican Party. Anyway, I'll come back to that in a moment. We'll take a little trip with the president and Mitch McConnell. I want to thank you for your support of this ministry. I uh, I saw that really a, an outstanding response uh, to us during the month of December. Thank you. Each month, our uh, budget rolls around and... Uh, It'll be here this month as well. The bills are beginning to come in for January. But thank you so much. And uh, some of you went above and beyond what you normally do in your support of this ministry. Some of you were first-time contributors and supporters of this ministry. And from from the depth of my heart, I want to thank you. And I want to encourage you to stay with us because these are are very uncertain and very perilous kind of rocky times uh things are happening and too much is out of control by people who are elected or hired to be in control of certain things ultimately god is in control and i believe i'm not the only one and i'm i have no illusion that you know it is only us but I do know that every day we make the point, and people are listening, some who are even questioning God himself, much less the politics and all of that, this other that's going on around us. And we, from a biblical perspective, we try to make the case every day in one way or another that God is in control and there is a higher being, and it's Almighty God, the God of the Bible. And he is in control, and he cares about each of our lives, and he cares about the stresses, and he cares about what we have to deal with in our own personal lives. And I personally believe that God's eye is on the sparrow, as Benjamin Franklin noted in a committee meeting when they were trying to write our founding documents and get it right, the Constitution in particular. I believe that God's eye is on the sparrow, and I know He watches over us, and he watches over nations, because ultimately he will judge nations. So it's important that we are informed and not misled. And we do our best every day to bring to use and turn on the light what's happening in the culture and do so from a strong biblical perspective. And I want to thank you for understanding what we're trying to do and standing with us financially and prayerfully, so many of you. Thank you. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. You can also contribute on our website, faithandfreedom, faithandfreedom.us. Joined by Senator Sherrod Brown, he's a Democrat from Ohio, and Republican Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, and Democrat Kentucky Governor, Democrat, and Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir. The two, the President and Mitch McConnell, are going to appear at a ceremony highlighting the $1.64 billion in funding recently awarded to the Brent Spence Bridge Corridor Project. 
The federal grant came under an over $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure. That bill was signed into law by Biden back in 2021, but it is now in effect. The episode is a snapshot, though, of what they say bipartisanship actually looks like in today's political environment. To kick off this new year, President of the United States, Vice President Harris, Secretary Pete Buttigieg, (laughs) Mitch McConnell, will crisscross the country to highlight how the president's work bringing Republicans, independents, and Democrats together is growing our economy. That's what the White House said yesterday about today's activities. They are, Mitch McConnell is helping spread the word that Biden is doing a wonderful job. Why is he doing this? Well, one reason is because he got a bunch of money to build a bridge across the, I think, is it the Ohio River uh, from Kentucky to Ohio and Kentucky together. And that's a big deal. I suppose the bridge will be named after Mitch McConnell. I don't know. And that's a big deal to him. And so that's what he's doing. That's why he's doing it. But boy, at a time like this, do we really need him traveling with the president, telling the world and our nation how well Biden is doing, how he's bringing everybody together? Look at we have bipartisan politics now. But bipartisan, it's always a virtue. Is it? Really? Bipartisan? Bipartisan is kind of when two political parties are joined at the hip and there's really no difference between the two. There may have been a day when that was maybe a virtue, but it isn't today because the two sides are so far apart that for one side to align with the other is a, an abandonment of the, of the one's principles. And we're seeing the Republicans not only in chaos in the House of Representatives, they can't even they can't even elect a, a speaker of the House. And now and at the same time, Mitch is McConnell, who is the leader of the Republicans in the Senate, is traveling around with Joe Biden and the White House is defining I, I don't expect Mitch McConnell to stand up and say, wow, Joe Biden's really doing a great job and we're so proud of him and, you know, yay, let's reelect him. And I don't think he'll say that, but his mere presence traveling with him, and while it may be self-serving, and I believe it is on the part of Mitch McConnell, it still gives that message and the press will take it from there and the press will enlarge this message and the New York Times I can already tell you what they're going to say about this tomorrow what a wonderful breath of fresh air we saw bipartisanship yesterday meaning today unity it depends on what we unify with and there's a spiritual connotation to this as well Jesus Christ himself taught unity, but the unity he spoke of was in him, that we would come together, that we would be one in Christ. Politically is a bit different. And what divides us today in America is not mere politics. We are not focused on a single goal of of making America the great country that it has become and that God has blessed and so on. No, not, not, not at all. There's people in elected office today who seek to tear down this nation. They don't want America. They don't like America as it is and as it has, as it has been. 
We've created curriculum in schools today to indoctrinate our children to grow up to hate this country, not love this country. That's the divide that's in America today. So when we go out and we, we virtue signal that we're doing bipartisan today, this is bipartisan, it's fantastic. Maybe not. Maybe it's more destructive than they believe or even know. But these old words have embedded themselves in the thinking, the psyche of the American public. And if you're uninformed, if you're uninformed, you're going to say, wow, this is a breath of fresh air. Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden are on the same page, and boy, they're together, and oh, that feels so good. Like Barna said so many years ago, when the frog crawled into the pot of warm water with a burner under it, and someone kept turning up the heat, the frog was so comfortable, he just sat there and he said, wow, what a sauna, this is great, until he boiled to death. That's the problem with this bipartisan thing. It's just a tool in the tool bag of people with that are, well, I, I almost overspoke on that issue, but I mean, people that are not well-intentioned, and I'll, I'll leave it there. But by, Biden's bar, bipartisanship blitz comes a day after the Republicans retook control of the House yesterday and they couldn't elect a leader and now biden is becoming the de facto leader with mitch mcconnell tagging along saying yeah yeah this wonderful guy i mean he's really making things happen and you know i mean think about that mcconnell was among and i did some research on this he was among the republicans who voted for the 2021 infrastructure law he was all for this from the get-go because he wanted to build that bridge. I, I just know they'll name it, maybe not, but I, I think they'll name it after him. So he voted for that in 2021, despite many House Republicans opposing it, including Kevin McCarthy, who's trying to get elected now and can't. McConnell said that this companion bridge will be one of the bill's crowning accomplishments. But that's not what some of the citizens who actually pay for these things that's not what they think, and it's certainly not what they want. You can call it bipartisanship. Some of the comments on, on social media, I just looked up, there were thousands of them. And I got to tell you, I had to look and look pretty hard to find one of, of someone who agrees with what these people are doing. They don't. Some of the some of the votes, and I understand more conservatives may be attracted to this subject on social media. I get that, but boy, I, well, some of them I wouldn't repeat. The language is just not language we use on this program or privately. But one of them said to vote for anything Dems have dreamed up to spend money on is just showing how congressmen can be bought and why D.C. is a swamp. This, this is a feeling of just average people out there. Senator McConnell is cut from the same deceitful cloth as Biden. Both are in politics for personal gain. Both are pathetic political pawn scum. What I saw, I, one, one post on, I think it was Instagram, uh, it said Joey, maybe, maybe it was Twitter, I'm not sure. But anyway, it, was, it said Joey Biden and Chip McConnell to promote corruption together on January 4th. 
Another one said, one guy apparently lives where this bridge is going to be built. He, there's a, they put out a picture that showed backed up traffic on this very massive, complicated, uh, multi-layer uh, cloverleaf interchange and um, to promote the need for the bridge. And uh, this one guy says, that's a very deceptive picture. Northbound traffic exiting the Brett Spence Bridge is eastbound Fort Washington Way and is rarely, all caps, that backed up. And when it is, it's usually due to a traffic accident further eastward or northward. Obviously, he lives there and travels that uh, regularly. But as I read through the post, there were some that supported the bipartisan bridge, but most of them expressed skepticism about the integrity of the actors. And this is where we are in America today. I, I, I will tell you, people just don't trust the people that we entrust with leading this nation. And that's why we find ourselves unable to bring things together. McConnell has defunded conservative midterm campaigns, people who were running for as a Republican for certain offices around the country. They could not get any funds from McConnell, who controls a lot of political money. He wouldn't do it. He would only support uh, so-called moderate Republicans. He wouldn't help them. And I was involved in a situation trying to help someone in Washington State a few years ago. I'm not going to say who it was. You would know the name. And he was running into the same thing back then with some of the same actors we're talking about today. The Republican Party just wouldn't. And he, he was a very uh, accomplished politician and leader. And I'll leave it at that because I'm not going to mention his name. But I've seen this firsthand. And McConnell just would not help them, would not help him. So he has a history of this. So the Washington Post, the New York Times, and other leftist news operations, they're saying that, well, that was the first draft that was catering to the left so much in this. But now they've redrafted it. But that isn't at all. The people that, that are honest, that are uh, that understand these kinds of bills, have read it in its final draft, and they say, no, it, it is a bill to promote the great society of Lyndon Johnson and way beyond, and, and it is a classic example of how we are making this country more and more and more dependent on government. And the, the, the Heritage Foundation says that only 5% of this more than $2 trillion spending is what people actually think of as infrastructure. It's all kinds of things that are not what we consider, us little people out here consider as infrastructure. We think of roads and bridges and those kinds of things. Oh, no. No, this has much more to do. Much of it is directed indirectly and directly to advance the green agenda and so on. It goes on and on and on. President Garfield said 100 years after our nation was founded, our founding document, Constitution of the United States, 100 years later, President Garfield said, now more than ever, the people are responsible for the character of their Congress. If that body be ignorant, reckless, and corrupt, it's because the people tolerate ignorance recklessness and corruption. If it be intelligent, brave, and pure, 
It is because the people demand that these high qualities to represent them in the national legislature. If the next generation does not find us a great nation, it will be because those who represent the enterprise, the culture, the morality of the nation do not aid in controlling the political forces. And founder Samuel Adams said the public cannot be too curious concerning the morality of our leaders. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.